0: Paul Boyer and the congregation of Victory Church welcome you to this message from the Word of God. It is our heartfelt desire to see you grow closer to the Lord and to help you become all that He has created you to be. Our prayer is that through this ministry you would come to know Him in a greater way and that these teachings from the Scriptures will better equip you to fulfill His plan in your life. Now, let's listen to Pastor Paul as we study the Word together.
1: to the the culmination of our six-point part series on confident parenting. I think it's been an excellent season. Have you guys enjoyed it? You you feel more confident in your parenting? I know I do, and even though my kids are grown, I'm still parenting. I've still got, you know, I've still got grandkids, and I still have an impact on my own kids' life, and I can still speak blessing and legacy into their lives. And that's what we're going to talk about today is, is the blessing and the legacy as this wraps up this series. This is the capstone of this entire series. You know, it's central to our parenting to give our children a blessing and a legacy. Our children often become, have you thought about this? Our children often become what we believe of them and what we express to them. Think about your own life. Think about what your parents believed of you and expressed to you. How did that affect what you became? So why is this so important? You know, it's it's very unfortunate that many families today don't, don't practice or proactively and intentionally provide generational blessings for their children. It's just not part of our culture. In the Old Testament, it was common. And we read stories about parents bestowing a blessing on their children all through, especially the Old Testament. In fact, these blessings were taken so seriously that once given, they couldn't be withdrawn. And we'll talk about that in a minute. The words translated blessing appear in over 700 times in Scripture. That's how important blessing is. Consider the words of the classic blessing found in Numbers chapter 6, which Pastor John read earlier. The Lord spoke to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons how you ought to bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless and protect you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look with favor on you and give you peace. And this way I'll put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. And then there was the stolen, stolen blessing in Genesis 27, where Jacob tricked Isaac into blessing him instead of his elder son Esau, as was the custom. But it was the blessing, spoken blessing of the father to the son was so important that it couldn't be taken back once uttered. The best that Isaac could do for Esau was to give him a different blessing, a new blessing. But the blessing to Jacob remained. And then there was Jacob's blessing of his grandsons in in, uh, Genesis 48, and there's many, many more examples. And this tradition didn't stop with the Old Testament. It carried on into the new. Paul, for example, opened and concluded most of his letters with a blessing. Blessings are that important. They're taken that seriously by God. But now many families don't proactively speak, bestow, or celebrate biblical blessings on their children. Is it because we don't know how? Think about that. Do we not know how to bless our children? So let's talk about that. You know, the the best defense against a child looking for acceptance and security in the wrong places is by giving the blessing and love and acceptance at home. Regularly blessing your kids, especially if they're very young, demonstrates love and caring and nurturing and security. It forms an unshakable bond between you, your kids, and God like three strands woven into an unbreakable cord that's the power of the blessing with biblical blessings you can bring out the best in your kids with God honoring character solid moral values unfortunately many children suffer from an absence of blessing love and affirmation and belief in them when this blessing is withheld in a marriage or parenting the unmet needs for security and acceptance eat away at the core of who our children are. Dr. Walt Larimore calls the blessing the ABCD of nurturing your children, nurturing your children. A stands for affirmation, and a firm child is secure and confident. B stands for blameless love. Kids are going to mess up. Kids are going to make mistakes but when they do they don't need to be condemned by their parents they need to know they will still be loved and accepted even though they're not perfect and they also need to know that they still have to live with the consequences but we're gonna love them anyway C stands for connectedness and this is a vital vital blessing children need to feel a connection with their parents And this often happens through the power of simply being there for them. And D stands for discipline. Blessing your kids through consistent discipline will keep them on the right path. Now think about what we just said. Our kids need affirmation. They need blameless love. They need connectedness. They need discipline. That's what we should be instilling on our kids. Christians, does that sound familiar? Isn't that what God has been instilling in us? Don't we need, as Christians, affirmation from God? Don't we rely on God's blameless love? Aren't we connected with God through Jesus Christ? And don't we often suffer discipline because He loves us and disciplines us? This isn't a new concept. The very model of God our Father to us, His children, we should be modeling to our children by giving them affirmation and blameless love and connecting with them and disciplining them, disciplining them when they need it. This is the model that God has given us all through Scripture. So with all that in mind, here are several ways you can do it. These ways, but they all work together. Don't take these four, these four topics that I'm going to speak on as individual, individual entities on their own. They blend, then they meld together they work together they feed off each other to strengthen and empower your children number one is speak the blessing Proverbs eighteen twenty one says life and death are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit life and death are in the power of the tongue think about that our words have power over our children what we say has power over our children now to bless your kids you don't have to be eloquent you don't have to be to recite a blessing in King James English you just have to be real you don't have to have your life altogether you know what the qualification for blessing your kids is it's not a theological doctorate it's love you love your kids and you speak blessing into their lives. That's the only qualification there is, is you must love your children. As kids get older, words of blessing might be a little awkward. It doesn't matter, speak them anyway. They will appreciate it. There is not one person living today who wishes that he had received fewer words of blessing from his parents. Think about that. Have you ever heard anybody say, man, my parents, they were so blessing, this really got on my nerves. Ble- Everywhere I turned, they were blessing me. They were affirming me. They were building me up. I wish they'd stop. No. You sit in psychology, if you sit with a psychologist, you will hear, my parents did not bless me. My parents did not affirm me. My parents did not connect with me. That's the root of our, all of our evils. No one has ever said, oh, please stop blessing me. And remember this, your words have the power to destroy or to heal. Number two, you must believe the blessing. The power of showing belief in your kids may be more important than the words you speak. The fact that you're speaking into their lives means more to them than what you say. You must believe in the blessing. John Trent and Gary Smalley's book, The Blessing, says, The best defense against a child's longing for imaginary acceptance is to provide him or her with genuine acceptance. By providing a child with genuine acceptance and affirmation at home, you will greatly reduce the likelihood that he or she will seek acceptance in the arms of a cult member or with someone in an immoral relationship. Think about that. Think about that. We've seen this. We've seen this modeled. We've seen this lived out. God's covenant with Abraham shows us how this blessing is to be carried on from generation to generation. How God's blessing upon the nation of Israel is an example of how we should pass on this blessing and this legacy of blessing. In Genesis 12 verses 1 through 4, the Scripture says, The Lord said to Abraham, Go out from your land, your relatives, and your father's house to a land I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. You will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who treat you with contempt. And all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. And this blessing God promises Abraham's offspring would be blessed from generation to generation. There is the promise, the legacy of blessing that passes from our children to theirs and to theirs and to theirs. That is the plan of God for passing on the spiritual blessing and the legacy. Our job now as parents is to bring that same blessing to our kids. That same blessing, the legacy starts with you. When we believe in our children, we cherish them for who they are, not what we'd like them to be. Don't forget the difference between the kids that make it and the kids that don't is often one caring adult. Maybe you. Thirdly, we must be the blessing. 1 John 3, 18 says, Little children, we must not love in word or speech, but in deed and truth. See, you are the role model to your children. Nobody's calling you to perfection, but you show the blessing to your kids by your actions more than any other way. I know in in my family, most of the time it's difficult to get through a single day without a disaster but we still have to take the time to be proactive and conscious about what we're doing because we are the role model for our kids they're watching how we react to that disaster we're watching where we are putting our faith and finding our affirmation and our security we're demonstrating the love of Christ to our children we're not you are the mentor to your kids studies tell us that for good or bad you are the most influential person in their lives. So let's have, do we have some biblical examples of mentoring? Sure we do. I'm glad you asked. I've got four of them. What about the best mentor of all, Jesus Christ Himself, and His relationship with the disciples? His style of of mentoring to His disciples was just to be who He was, be real. Jesus spent time doing life with his disciples. They were like his family. They lived out their daily lives together. They argued and played together. They observed how Jesus carried out his day. They watched Jesus and knew his habits. Of course, Jesus was perfect and we're not. But it's important that we be real with our children because your children can spot a phony a mile away. Be real with your children. Let them see your warts. Be real. Then we have Eli and Samuel. This was instruction on hearing the Word of God. You see, Eli was Samuel's teacher. You know, Samuel's mother, Hannah, had, had made uh, an agreement with God that if she was allowed to bear a child, she'd give that child into God's service. And when Samuel was born, she honored that. When Samuel was old enough to be weaned, She took him to the tabernacle and gave him into the care of Samuel to be raised in the tabernacle as a servant of God. I want to read you a little bit of 1 Samuel chapter 3 just to kind of set the background for what I'm talking about. 1 Samuel chapter 3. The boy Samuel served the Lord in Eli's presence. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare and prophetic visions were not widespread. One day... Eli, whose eyesight was failing, was lying in his room. Before the lamp of, the God, of God had gone out, Samuel was lying down in the tabernacle with the Lord, of the Lord where the ark of God was located. Can you imagine that? Taking a nap in the same room of the tabernacle, of the tabernacle where the ark of the covenant was? Then the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here I am. He ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. I didn't call, Eli I replied. Go and lie down. So he went and lay down once again the Lord called Samuel Samuel got up, went to Eli and said here I am you called me I didn't call you my son he replied go lie down now Samuel had not yet experienced the Lord because the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him once again for the third time the Lord called Samuel he got up and went to Eli and said here I am you called me then Eli understood that the Lord was calling the boy He told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came, stood there, and called as before. Samuel, Samuel. Samuel replied, speak, for your servant is listening. You see, while Eli was asleep, God was speaking to Samuel. Samuel didn't recognize the voice of God. So three times he interrupted Eli. He woke him up. Finally Eli figured out God was speaking to Samuel and Eli taught Samuel how to respond to the Word of God. How like us, the most effective way to minister to our kids in hearing the Word of God is for our children to catch us reading the Word of God. How often do your kids catch you reading the Scripture? How often do you model that to them? Do they see you in the Word? Do they see you listening to the Word? The most effective way to minister to our kids in hearing the Word of God is for children to see us reading and listening to His Word. Number three is Moses and Joshua. And we know the backstory, we know the background at this point in history. The Israelite nation had already been rescued from, from Egypt, and they've passed through the Red Sea, and they've gone to Mount Sinai. Moses has received the Ten Commandments and the law. The Israelite people had, had disobeyed God, had turned from God, had, had shown disrespect for God, and God cursed them with another 38 years of wandering in the desert. So we remember that they went through all of these trials, but God still loved them, and God still supported them, God still accepted them for who they were. When they got to the promised land at the end of their wanderings, Moses knew that he was not going to be allowed to enter the land because of his own unbelief. So he passed his wisdom to Joshua. He was very proactive. He didn't just pat him on the shoulder and say, well, Josh, go for it. He took time to mentor him, to pass on the wisdom that God had revealed to him over all of these years of his ministry. So we as parents we're to search out appropriate times in our child's life where we can pass on the wisdom. Pass on the wisdom. Number four is Paul and Timothy. Paul and Timothy just sharing their lives together. As Paul and Timothy lived and worked and traveled together and ministered together, Paul passed his wisdom to Timothy. It's that daily sharing of life of your habits and your character and your lifestyle that will bless your kids. So we need to speak it. We need to believe it. We need to be the blessing. And finally, we need to celebrate. We need to celebrate the blessings. Part of giving our kids a a blessing is a celebration of their milestones in life. At Victory Church, we're working really hard. We're, We're working very, very hard to help parents and children celebrate these milestones in their lives and make that part of the legacy of blessing we're imparting into our children we've got seven of them we have got legacy milestone number one which is the baby dedication this is the point where the parents are trained to understand that they are the primary faith trainer for their children this is also the point where the church family rallies around that family and offers support, and offers acceptance, and we promise to be there to help bring that child up in the ways of God. Then the next step is salvation and baptism. This is the point where the child recognizes his state as a sinner, accepts Jesus Christ as his Savior, and follows through a believer's baptism. Major milestone in the life of any believer. And then number three is preparing for adolescence point in time where many children stray from the faith. This is the time where we can breathe life into them. We can talk to them about issues of, of, of purity in others. Number four is purity of life, purity for life. This is the time, probably in an adolescent's life, where we can speak the truth into their lives concerning purity and godly purity and saving themselves for marriage. Number five is the rite of passage. This is the point in time where we as a church body recognize this young person as an adult with all the biblical rights and responsibilities of an adult. Number six is preparing my student to leave home. This is the flying the coop. This is when the kids are going off to college, going off to the military, going off on their own. They're getting out from under the mentoring and counseling of their parents, and now they're going to be exposed to things they may have never been exposed to. They may see, be exposed to new ideas and new friends pulling them in different ways. The intent here is to prepare them for this time of confusion. This is the most dangerous time in the life of a churched young person. It's when they leave home. Studies tell us that 75% of our kids, when they graduate from high school, will leave the faith this is the most dangerous time so we need to be very proactive in preparing and building these kids up and instilling in them the truth to get them through this difficult period and then lastly is number seven life in Christ this is when we bring people come alongside and mentor and build into people the love of Christ and we build on the foundation laid when they accepted Jesus Christ. We move them from, the, from being spiritual babies into spiritual adults. We train them in the walk in the ways of a, of a pure and mature Christian. So those are the legacy milestones that we celebrate here at Victory. We're going to ask each and every one of you to involve with us the leadership in celebrating these life milestones. We want these to be joyous occasions like the jubilee that the of ancient Israel we need to celebrate when a child moves from stage to stage through life and show them the love and affirmation that we as a church body can bring So, no matter how old your kids are begin today to offer blessing to them to celebrate their relationship with God and with you build into the lives the hope and the peace and the love and the character that a godly blessing can and does bring you have the power to bless or curse your children I pray that you bless so I want to say this in closing and I think it's fitting the Lord bless and protect you the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you the Lord look with favor on you and give you peace and this way he will put his name on Victory Church and he will bless us Amen. And pray with me. Dear Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for all the mentoring that has been shown for those of us that are in this room. We thank you for the godly parents that many of us had that instilled these blessings into our lives when we needed them most. We thank you for the Christian brothers and sisters who have spoken into our lives, especially when we were children. We thank you for the blessing that you give to us as you have promised. We thank you for all that you are. We ask, Lord, that a special blessing rest on this body of believers. We want so desperately to serve you and to be part of you and to be affirmed by you and to be held up by you. We ask that you hear our cry and bless us. We ask that you go with us keep your hand of blessing on us and may your face shine on us always in jesus name amen
0: well thank you for joining us for this message from the word of god Or send a request to 715 Lake Point Center, Suite 109, O'Fallon, Illinois, 62269. Come and check us out on the web at www.victorychurchonline.net. And again, we thank you and are glad you could join us.